Good evening and welcome along to Monday night's edition of NUFC Matters. As always, it is ladies' night to QTech shop UK who make snooker tables and pool tables and balls end for uh, sponsoring the show tonight. And uh, welcome along to uh, Samantha, Sal, Kendall, Katie. Um, great to see you all, girls. Hi. Hey, Unbelievable. We uh, we come off the back of our first game of the season and everybody, and I mean everybody, is being very, very positive about it. So, Samantha, you first. Give us your views on, on the weekend's result uh, against West Ham. Fantastic result. Um, I don't think anyone expected the formation and the team, but Steve got it right. Um, you know, I thought West Ham would struggle a little bit. Um, you know, they've had some issues themselves. But, you know, we were a bit apprehensive in the first half. But whatever Steve said in the second half really worked. We were more direct. We were more positive. And you couldn't have wished for a better start. Um, you know, do you think it's a formation that's going to get the best out of Almiron and St Max? No. But at this point in time, as long as we're getting wins, you know, it brings that positivity. So um, I really enjoyed it. And I thought Andy Carroll was absolutely fantastic. And for me, that was a real positive. Man of the match for you than Andy Carroll, Samantha? Yeah, 100%. And I think I said it on Saturday, you know, obviously, Hendrick got the goal. He got the assist. He was very, very good in the second half. He was asked to be more defensive in the first half and cover Mankio, which he didn't need to so I think Steve tweaked that Andy Carroll played a full match he was as good in the opposition box as he was defensively he was putting himself around um that was the Andy Carroll that I remember from years ago um and if he can play like that and stay fit this season I mean it's a bargain for us um so yeah I thought I thought he was fantastic Sav, uh, same question to you. Happy with the result, and and who was your star player on uh, on the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the first time I've seen us actually playing attacking football in a long time, and you know, holding possession rather than just running around after everyone else having possession. It was actually quite nice to see. Um, I agree with Andy Carroll. Like, where did that come from? What happened to him during the summer? You know, he was just brilliant. Um, but for me, Jeff Hendrick, I thought that he was brilliant. I think he got a little bit slated in the first half um, from people. But actually, I think he really pulled it back in the second half. And he made, I mean, all the new signings made a massive difference to the way that we played. And that was great to see after so long of just watching us, you know, sit 10 at the back defending for a whole match. It was actually nice to look like we were actually in charge of it. Kendall, what was your take on the game? Great result, as we've already said. Obviously, Newcastle winning 2-0 down at West Ham. Two of the new guys getting on the score sheet as well, which is always uh, always good to see. But what was your take on, on it? Yeah, uh, actually, for once in my life, I actually enjoyed the Newcastle match. I can't even believe it, like, believe it for the past few years. I actually had relatively few negative comments to make. I think pretty much no one had a bad game, in my opinion. Um, I mean, even Darla was pulling off some saves, and I know me included. Not a lot of people were, um, you know, confident in first game. Not a bad first clean sheet. Um, I mean, we haven't won an opening day for eight years since two thousand twelve. So, hopefully, this can be a bit of a, you know, a step up and continue to carry on with the results. But yeah, the new lads. If that didn't show, if that game didn't show you, I know it's only the first game, but if that game didn't show you how much we needed them signings, I don't know what will because they just they were completely different. But even like Sam said, Andy Carroll was a completely different player than we've ever seen him, and I know he hasn't done pre-season for I think four years now, so it's obviously done him the world of good, and um, I'll be glad to see him and like you know back to the old Andy Carroll again. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Uh, over to you, Katie and Alan, um, in the studio, uh, looking for your views. We know what Alan thought at the weekend. He was very happy. What was your views, Katie? Oh, I, I just enjoyed it so much. Um, obviously, um, I think we all probably, I think when we actually discussed it last, we were all pretty much like, yeah, we might scrape some points in the first few games. And then obviously the signings came in and everyone was just excited for it. We looked comfortable. We had um, time to actually control the ball, which we don't normally have. 
normally as soon as it comes anywhere near our feet, we either kick, we do a long ball or we'd completely lose it. We were in control. Uh, we looked, we, li- we li- linked up really well. I'm not being funny, but I was watching it and then I'm there thinking, who's that down there? It can't be Lewis because he was all the way up front to start off with. That boy has got some massive pace and I can only think that he's going to go, he's going to work so much well and get so much better working alongside um, Maxi. It's just going to be, oh, I'm very excited to see it. I was so, so happy. I've, I've spent the whole time since Saturday trying to work out who, who my man of the match is. I'm going from Hendrick to Carol to Hendrick because I'm not being funny. Who 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 was that? That was not Andy Carroll that I'm used to whatsoever. Um, he was, I, I just had no words. Whatever he's done, he's always said when he's been brought on a few times, oh, I've been training really hard. And you don't really tend to see it when he's on the pitch because he never plays a full game. He did what eighty-eight minutes, and he was just from the moment he walked on that pitch, he was just grafting constantly. Whether he was on the ball or off the ball, he was just full on grafting. Um, but Hendrick to me he was a little bit, he was a bit quieter, more um, working and grafting off the ball in the first half, and then it was the second half when you were noticing him. I mean, he got obviously the assist for for Wilson, um, and then the way that he had the time to just literally just that goal, he seemed to almost just be like. Oh, I've got all the time in the world to so just knock this in. It's fantastic. So I just can't make up my mind between the two of them. I've got no idea. It's one yeah, of the- I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Lewis was outstanding. For, and I think the thing that really impressed me the weekend was, you know, Wilson and Lewis, you know, Hendrik hadn't hadn't really had time to play with, you know, play with the squad. You know, they've done a little bit of training, but Lewis and, and Wilson in particular just coming straight into the team uh, without a game to prepare was just, it was fantastic to see. And um, another unsung hero was probably Manquillo for me because, you know, again, right back, we know is an issue. I know we're, we seem to be actively chasing a right back, but Manquillo did well under Rafa. He's probably one of the few defenders who who has probably maintained the same kind of form under Steve Bruce as well. In fact, he's probably got better. So yeah, it was it was good. It was it was a feel good factor, a really good day. Everyone's happy. So um, you know, let's let's hope we carry that in with 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 the changes um, that, that are going to be made tomorrow night. We'll talk about that a little later. Donald Baines has asked, um, will the outcome of the legal action be a positive one? Uh, B Taylor's asking the same question. Evening, Stephen. The girls, your thoughts on the legal action? by Ashley announced tonight. Oh, the irony of he turns out to be the saviour. Uh, John Justice Allen from QTech, he says everyone getting behind Ashley's briefs. Joking there somewhere. But yeah, legal action. Interesting, Samantha, because you know we've gone on a, a roller coaster ride with this takeover over the last, you know, certainly over the last nine months. If, if we go back to January when the news first leaked out, uh, we've gone on, 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 the, on this roller coaster ride where we've all thought it was going to happen. Then you know, there was no red flags and then it was, you know, suddenly red flags, red, red flags galore in June and July. We've had uh, people losing their temper. You know, we've had statements from the buyer side. We've had Ashley, you know, essentially threatening legal action now. Uh, you know, just when we thought it was all over, um, you know, we it appears what's happened is we, we haven't moved forward. We haven't moved backwards. We've actually stood still. There's been an explosion of noise from everybody, um, the Premier League and Mike Ashley in particular. And now Mike Ashley, who threatened legal action, is 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 now hired the best lawyers in the business to to try and get this deal through. Um, it, it it looks more positive now than it probably did a week ago, if if that's possible. Yeah, I mean, I think I said it on one of the first shows that we had that these are very smart people trained by the football club, and they will have had, you know, an an idea of action to take for any outcome, and I'm sure they didn't expect all of the outcomes. But it seems like Ashley acts out when he needs to get the spotlight back on it again. Um, I think he's been prepping the legal action for a while. I think they've all been discussing it. These problems have been rumbling on for a long time that I don't think it's that he woke up one day and thought, right, I'm going to call my lawyers. You know, Dinton's have been working on this in the background and have, you know, they've come to an agreement that now is the time. I think the Premier League, and we've set up for weeks and weeks, have really backed themselves into a corner where there needs to be complete transparency in terms of what has happened. Um, I don't think Ashley wants compensation. I think he's a very proud man. He wants to win. He wants this decision overturned and he wants to sell the football club. And the fact, it doesn't surprise me that he's gone out and got the best in the business because that's Mike Ashley to me. 
he won't spend a penny on the club really if he can avoid it but if he feels like he's being made to look bad or like he's been made to, to, to have made a bad decision in who he's chosen to partner with to sell the club then he's going to throw all the money at it that he can in order to disprove that and show himself to have made the right decision and get the steel pushed through. My only concern is how long is it going to take? I don't think it'll go to court. How can they settle it outside? I, you know, I'm, I'm not legally minded, so I don't know. But this has to be coming towards the end of any play that is available from any of the parties involved. Um, and I just I feel like this is this is the one that's going to get it pushed through by whatever means. Um, and it's it's sad that it's come to this, but I can't see the Premier League letting it get in their courtroom. Yeah, that, that was a question a few people have asked. So thanks for answering that, Samantha. I don't think it'll go to court either. I think the white flag will be raised by the Premier League. I think that uh, Bush leaving is uh, certainly got you know something to do with this i think he realizes that mike ashley wasn't wasn't you know bluffing when he said he would threaten legal action and to be honest it's what john woff said on the interview i did with him a couple of months uh, well, about a month ago where he just said you know this this is prevention of trade you know and, and you're preventing a deal going through when essentially everyone's passed the, the owners and directors test and they're just putting obstacles in the way so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens as i say the uh you know the tanks are now parked in the premier league lawn with mike ashley you know sticking his head out the top so it'll be interesting to see how things progress over the next couple of weeks sav um take over talk are you are you sick of it or are you happy to see it back on the agenda um i'm sort of half and half on it because you know and it's the legal stuff that's come back which goes straight over my head i don't understand all the jargon i find it a little bit confusing um do i believe that mike ashley is selflessly doing this for the fans absolutely not i've seen quite a few people saying that you know they really like mike ashley now i'm not on that train at all I think, you know, if it's to save face, it's in his best interest rather than the fans. If he gets it pushed through, you know, I'm um, credit to him. Brilliant. But I don't believe for one second that this is on behalf of the fans. It's more on him because I think he probably feels embarrassed that it hasn't gone through and he set up the deal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, we've lost Katie. We'll get her back at some point. Kendall, same question to you. Takeover news is, is is something which is probably you know you know got a collective groan around Tyneside at times. But um, I'm excited about this. I don't know whether you are, but I'm I'm excited that Mike Ashley has put his money where his mouth is, and uh, you know he's he's carrying on you know what he said he was going to do. He is he is trying to sell the club to the highest bidder and somebody who can take us to the next level. Yeah, exactly. I mean. As we all know that this, the way I see it is this is only, can only be a step forward. We can't take a step back from where we are right now because obviously there was nowhere else to go backwards from. So this is, this is a step forward in my opinion, whether or not it's for compensation, whether or not it's to sell the club. Um, we don't know his true intentions until obviously it gets to that point. Um, I've, I think I've been made aware that one of the lawyers who are taken on the case is a, like what's the word like a professional in arbitration so that makes me feel like it'll probably be solved before it goes to court and um, which is probably one of the reasons why they were obviously chosen and i know that um the male i forgot his name the male lawyer he is really relatively known in the sport like the league demarco yeah demarco has so, been commenting uh, on the case DeMarco's been commenting on it as well, Kendall, you know, as way back, as far back as May. And I think um, somebody kindly put the comments up earlier on. Um, you know, he's very positive about Newcastle having, you know, having a very strong case against the Premier League. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, like Sam says, Mike Ashley's a very proud man. We all know that. He's very stubborn and he's very proud. And if he didn't think and his advisors didn't think that he had a good enough case to take to court, he probably would have just sat back and, you know, just tried to sell the club in a different terms. But now they have obviously a case to go um, and get legal action. I think it's, as I say, it can only be a step forward. Um, it'll be hopefully as positive. Um, he's got a heavyweight team behind him, as we've been made aware of today. So I look, I'm looking forward to see what it, what comes of it. But obviously, it'll be very probably dragged out a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> we'll be going into 2021 with a takeover talk at this rate. But uh, yeah, as long as it's positive, <laughs> then <laughs> what can we do? I 
I remember saying at the start this is going to last longer than COVID. I didn't. I was only saying it as a joke, but it, <laughs> it, 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 gen, it, it genuinely could by the looks of it. Uh, Trolls asking if we're having a podcast for the cup. Yes, I'll be doing the show as usual with Liam Kennedy tomorrow, and uh, the, you know we're going to have. Uh, essentially uh, another live session tomorrow i think a couple of us are going to purchase it i'm certainly going to purchase the game so yeah we'll be doing a live session again tomorrow night and we'll be inviting everybody in the uh you know who usually comes on from the fans groups the ladies and and the gents and if anybody wants to come on and join we will do it but yeah went down well most watched show last week so uh thanks everybody for for watching it i'm glad you all enjoyed it and uh trolls yes we'll definitely be doing that um to you, Katie, now, just to take over, really, that's that's what we're asking. Um, are you happy to see it back on the agenda, and, and, and do you think that uh, it'll go to court? Hard. Oh, do you know what? Just when I decide, right, that's it now. I'm not interested in the takeover. I'm not getting involved in the takeover. Nothing is going to suck us in. I'm sucked straight back in. I'm, I'm like, I, I know I have no chance I don't think it's going to go to court at all. Um, I think it's going to be messy. I think it's going to be long. I think it's going to be very much a case of toys thrown out of prams. Um, Mike Ashley is stubborn. Um, a lot of people are celebrating Mike Ashley for doing it. Um, he, he's doing it because he's a stubborn bastard who wants his money. Um, I think it'll be... I don't think we'll hear anything before. I think we'll hear plenty, but I don't think there'll be any form of decisions until after Christmas. I'm trying my hardest to kind of stay away from it and to focus more on the footy um, side of it. But it, it, you can't help it with a takeover. You instantly say you're not going to get involved in it, and then two seconds later you're reading everything you can find about it. Um, so I think um, I think it'll be an interesting few... Um, well, looking at Newcastle, it could change in seven days. So it's going to be an interesting time coming up, but I haven't got a clue what's going on. Half the time I don't even understand it. I have to go on Google and Google half the stuff to find out what it means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel's asking how the Money Mike Ashley saga is going. Uh, it's you, right? Because Luke says so. Luke Edwards has obviously got a bee in his bonnet. Uh, he's having a bit of a public meltdown, which isn't great to see. I don't like to see that happen to anybody. Um, but yes, he does believe the Money Mike Ashley account is me, apparently. Uh, I don't know because I blocked Luke weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I can guarantee you the Money Mike Ashley account is definitely not Money me. Money Mike um, Ashley has blocked me. So if it is, then you've blocked me as well. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not me. I can guarantee it's not me. I just think it's so. F I think it's so funny, uh, and it's it, it is pretty sad to see some a grown man have a meltdown on Twitter, especially somebody who's a professional at his job. Um, you know, no matter what stories he writes, and, and no matter how many times I disagree with him, I wouldn't want you know anyone to suffer any kind of bullying on social media. And um, you know, from my perspective, it's just it is embarrassing to see. But you know, he keeps having a pop at me, keeps accusing me of things. I'm obviously I'm going to have a right to reply, but I'm doing it sensibly. And uh, you know, the, the whole money Mike Ashley thing's a bit embarrassing. Like it's 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 a, it's a good laugh. Everybody enjoys it, but I can swear down it is not me. So please, nobody yeah, asks that. Katie keeps saying it's not me because it's funny, which is fair enough. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> it is Mike. It's Mike. We know it. It's Mike or his relative. He's, he's I'd be quite chuffed if I got blocked by actual Mike. <laughs> like, what have you done? What have you done to Ashley, Sam, to get blocked? I don't know what I did. Something. He just doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I even posted a photograph of me me having a great time with Mike Ashley at Wigan away uh, years ago, and um, ultimately that didn't even solve it. They were going, "Oh yeah, it's definitely you." Then, so uh, you know, and and here we go again, <laughs> Mister Sozia. Yes, it's definitely Steve. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll never, I'll never live this down. I might as well just start saying it is me. I, I think that's, I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, Samantha, let's let's look at obviously the transfer window is still open. So uh, the question I want to ask you all tonight is. Where would you strengthen? I mean, you know, you know, some people saying West Ham didn't play well. I, I'm not going to go down that line. Newcastle played well at the weekend. It was an away game, first game of the season. Kendall's just mentioned, you know, eight seasons or something since we won on a, on the opening day. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to really just be positive about it because there was so much to be positive about. But is that, you know, is there positions you would still like to strengthen in? Um, you know, is there some other player that you would like to see come in? You know. Over to you, really. Um, I think, you know, in the perfect world, we're still a couple short. You know, I don't know how long Dummett's out for. I think we need another left back. 
you know, you look at the fact that we have a cup game tomorrow, we're going to have to play Jamal Lewis unless we change the change formation or put Richie at left back, which I, I don't like him playing there. So we need a left back. Ideally, I would like a right back as well. Um, you know, Mankio for me is the best of a per set of options. Um, we need another striker, especially if he's going to play 4-4-2. I thought it was really interesting against West Ham that you brought Joe Linton on to play left midfield. I mean, so how's the guy going to get any closer to scoring goals if you bring him on as a substitute and play him on left midfield? If that's where he's thinking to play him, then technically maybe we need two strikers. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what else we'll get. Maybe a centre-back. It really depends what money's available and you've got you know, rumours of Richard Keyes saying that we're interested in Zaha from Palace. Um, I don't know where that's come from, but I mean, if there's money available and Steve says the right players there, I'd love to see us get another good signing. But at the minute, I think we'll only really be able to get maybe another left back alone and maybe someone up top, maybe Brewster from Liverpool. It depends how much game time they'd want them to play. Um, but I can't see us buy anyone else, but I do think we'll use the two loans. Okay. Sav, what about you? A lot of people going on about Troy Deeney. It's still, uh, you know, I mean, for me, I've got to be honest, I would take I, I would take Troy Deeney. I mean, now that we know that the wages the wages aren't capped anymore and that we're, we can spend what we want, I, I, I maybe would take a gamble on him. But um, other names getting mentioned, Rian Brewster, Max Ahrens from Norwich, you know, plenty of suggestions. And a lot of people agreeing with Samantha, we do need a right back in. Um, I think everybody, at least even if it's cover, you know, Manquillo, Manquillo had a great game, as you say, quite rightly, Samantha says essentially you know probably the best of a bad bad bunch down that side but yeah go on Sav what, what's your take who would you like to see coming um I definitely agree we need another right back um and we do need another striker um in my opinion you know Andy Carroll was great at the weekend but how long is he going to stay fit for you know you have to think of that sort of aspect of it um, Joe Linton, I don't think you can play him massively as a striker well if you don't want to score any goals you can um, I don't really know what you do with Joe Linton, really. I mean, I think we've tried a lot of options. But, yeah, definitely a right-back and a striker. But then again, that depends on funds and, you know, how they want to take it forward. OK. Katie? Well, I think we're going to go down loans route now, to be fair. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard because, obviously, I think we need to strengthen the squad in a full. Um, I was a little bit excited, the fact that on Saturday we still had people on the bench that were decent players that hadn't been played. Um, we do need to strengthen up the defence. Um, the, the pace that um, Jamal Lewis brings makes me think, how long can he keep the pace for without getting injured? Um, and it also makes me think, if he's going to go with that full pelt, is he going to last 90 minutes to be kept? Because obviously... Um, especially if we're going through um, cup games. Um, we do we do need a striker because Gale's out at the moment. We don't know how long Gale's going to be out for. And if we're going to play that, like Sam said, if we're going to play that formation, we need to be able to bring some fresh legs on if we are struggling. So if we're behind, we need to be able to just not play defensive mode and bring someone up front. Um, I think Sam pretty much mentioned near enough every single position apart from keeper. Um, <laughs> but I get what you mean. We, we do need we need to we need to really strengthen up the the bench as well because we are prone to injuries, and I don't think any of us are naive to think it's not going to happen. Um, so we do really need to strengthen up that bench. But it does make me feel a little bit more comfortable that that's how we played, and Bruce still did his really late subs, and the guys had a really long stretch out. Um, but. I'm thinking probably more strike. I'm I'm looking for goals because we've had two and we don't normally get many. So I would probably go for striker. Yeah, I think and striker is defi definitely the order of the day, Katie. Just to point out as well, um, one of the one of the first shows on this, I mentioned um, when you said if you could get people, I mentioned Tridini, and I got ripped to shreds on Twitter <laughs> saying Tridini. You got pillars, you did. <laughs> So all of these people now, especially Nathan, because he'll be saying it was him all along, 
um, that say you tried Ely. Where were you when I needed you back then? Because I thought you would be fantastic <laughs> from a more of a captaincy role up front. Because obviously we've got the cells at the back, but that doesn't spread throughout the team. Yeah, I'm not going to criticise Nathan. He's took out a membership the night, so thank you for that. As has, <laughs> as has Chris. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm Team Nathan all the way on this one. Like, <laughs> but no, you're right, Katie. You are right. You are right, 100. percent And um, and and that's you know that that essentially is what we need. We do need another striker. Kendall, your your views. Um, are you in agreement with most of the girls that uh, you know another striker is needed? Yeah, completely in agreement. I completely agree with Sam. I think. Right back, I know Mankio is improved massively. He's probably been our most improved player in the past two years. Um, not seen as our best player by a mile, but he was absolutely atrocious. And I remember everyone used to absolutely mourn like so bad when he used to get brought on. Um, but now he obviously, is the, as we say, he's the best of a bad bunch. I think if talks are true, and obviously Yedlin's going to be shipped out according to. You know, that's sort of what Bruce is inferring. Um, I think hopefully we'll get another right back in, but I do agree with the girls. I don't think now we'll purchase anyone else. I think we'll make use of loans um, unless Mike Ashley's con continuing his birthday celebrations three three weeks on. Um, <laughs> because uh, I don't think we'll buy anyone else now, but definitely right back. I'd love to see McLaren's. I think he's one of the best yeah, like talents in you know young English talents that we've got now at the moment and as someone else has said he is Rolando Aaron's cousin um so maybe you can put in a good word unless Rolando hates us still um, <laughs> he's not in the game, he'll be like don't come um I think a centre-back is quite important now because I know Kieran Clark obviously broke his leg so he's not going to be back for a while um obviously Shaz had a dislocated shoulder so he's not going to be back um, so I think a centre, and obviously we've lost Lejeune, so I think a centre-back could be really important and there's probably a few we can get on loan. Um, obviously the Rob Holden deal's off because Mikel Arteta came out yesterday and said that's absolutely not happening anymore. Um, he's staying where he is, so obviously we've got to look elsewhere. Um, mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing someone like Ross Barkley, for example. Um, I think he'd be decent. Um Left back wise, uh, if the rumours are true that Willems could be on a free uh, or of minimal cost, I really don't see what we could lose on getting him back. Even if he isn't the same player that he was before the injury, if you get him on a free or on a low, you know, like a low amount of money, I really don't see what bad he could possibly do. He was a fan favourite. He still continues to be a fan favourite, even though he's not remotely associated with the club anymore at the moment. And I know that he would like to come back. Um, striker wise, I think I've said on I've called Troy Dean things on Twitter before. <laughs> but um if it came down to it, I wouldn't be angry if we signed Troy Dean. He wouldn't be my first choice because Batshuai would have been, but obviously he's gone back to Crystal Palace on loan. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I don't I really just don't know what is gonna happen now. Um with the way things have gone, I don't really think we could ask for much more. Um, but yeah, I think it'll just be loans as far as I'm concerned now. But that'll if they strengthen us, then we can't really complain. Yeah, Ross Barkley, a good shout. Most people are saying Clark is fit for tomorrow. So uh, yeah, he has recovered from his injury. Yeah, Clark, Steve Bruce in his press conference today did say that Kieran Clark uh, and Ryan Fraser would both be starting tomorrow. Well, he didn't Ryan give any. Fit, but not Kieran Clark, so that's good news. Yeah, yeah. So both of them will will start tomorrow. Uh, Samantha, I want to go to the supporters situation now. Now there was a story in the paper the other day about potentially, you know, ten, 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 fifteen thousand potentially getting back into St James's Park. I I found that a bit bizarre. First of all, you know why these figures were even you know re were released when Newcastle United at, at this moment are you know. You know, still, as far as I know, based in Newcastle City Centre, which is quickly, unfortunately, approaching a second lockdown. Um, I can't see it happening um, and I, I don't understand it. But again, it's, it's a question that people are asking tonight. Um, you know, what, do we, what do we feel about, you know, those kind of numbers? Is, you know, is 10, 15,000 going into the ground? Is that something you'd like to see? Or is it something which you, you believe is, is, you know, it's pointless because, you know, again, it, it, it's, not, it's not a massive amount of people in a 52,000 seat stadium. I think firstly, uh, first and foremost, I think it's really positive that the supporters had the opportunity to have some input in their discussion 
um, the trust put out a survey and you know they got a lot of responses back to the questions around this so you know i feel like bit by bit we're getting a little bit more communication around decisions that are being made um for the club i mean i don't know what it would cost the club to be able to open the stadium up under these new restrictions to let 10 to fifteen thousand fans in if we take that out of the equation some fans are better than no fans and I think that would be a boost for Steve and the team. I think it would be good to see people back in the stadium, have a little bit of atmosphere, especially if you're watching it on TV. It's grim at the minute, um, you know, whatever way, you, whether you watch it with or without, you know, the fake fan noise, it's, it's not proper football. Um, so I think that would help. In terms of who you select to go and see the match, I mean, there's no easy way to do it and people are going to miss out on it. Um, I think they do need to keep that decision-making process going, irrespective of how things are going with COVID. I would be very surprised if fans are back in the stadium in October because I don't feel like things are, um, you know, <laughs> particularly positive. It looks like we're going down a, a more negative path at the minute. Um, but my my personal viewpoint, I think, more so now than a few weeks ago is, I would like to see fans get back into the stadiums and um, because you know we've talked about mental health and we've talked about football being that sport that we all love and we enjoy there's so many areas of it that um aren't as enjoyable as they could be so if we can try to bring some of that back and give that a little bit of hope and atmosphere for people that are struggling at the minute i think it it's good but as i said there's no easy way to do it and essentially whatever's happening in it with COVID and, and those restrictions is going to dictate um, what happens in the long term. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, full time in the first game tonight. Uh, so Wolves beat Sheffield United 2-0. Two quick goals, actually two goals before 10 minutes had even hit the clock. But uh, Sheffield United managed to stem the tide in the second half. And uh, the second game uh, about to kick off very shortly. Brighton playing uh, Chelsea tonight. So look forward to seeing Chelsea, to be fair, after all the money they've spent to see whether... Lampard's got the got what it takes to manage big name players. It'll certainly be interesting. Sav, uh, crowds coming back to St James's Park. I know we've spoken about it before, but as you know, we like to, to give the supporters who are watching the chance to, to hear what our views are on the issues that are affecting supporters. And um, yeah, it's you know the numbers, the stats that have been mentioned are ten to fifteen thousand. It's a lot more than we thought because I think we originally thought maybe seven thousand. So. Is that something you'd like to see or would you rather wait until everyone everyone could get into the ground? I mean, before I think I said that I'd quite like to see the, you know, the fact the crowds come back in the stadium, which would be ideal. But I think looking at the figures at the moment, that's what go, that's what's going on with the new cases, it's rising quite dramatically right now. And I find that quite worrying for getting fans all back in, you know, the same area, especially that sort of number. Um you know, I just think that until I don't think until it's safe that they should come back as much as you'd love to see it. I just feel that, you know, in the past week, if you look at the numbers on the graph, the graph is just going up probably more dramatically than it was going up on the first wave, which I find quite concerning. I just can't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah, OK. Katie, what about you? Uh, no, no, no. I just don't think... I don't. I don't think that. Yeah, bye, Sav. Um, I, don't, I don't think that um, it will be the same atmosphere. Um, I don't think that it will be done fairly. I don't think it's going to happen because um, obviously I'm I'm in the northeast, but all around here now things are starting to close constantly. Um, the numbers are rising. We're going to go straight. I've said it before. We're going straight into cold and flu season. Um, but the thing is, as well, is that even though they're only sat socially distanced and so on like that, it still poses a risk for anybody in that stadium. And in fairness, I would rather the football continued and we didn't have to stop the season again. So I would prefer it if the fans stayed out and we could continue to watch it. Does anybody, just to go, well, not really off track, but has anything come out about our games after this month? No, I've seen not that I've seen. No, because I was going to say the last thing. The last thing that I've seen is that um, our next match that we can watch is Leeds on the fifteenth of December. Well, after September's matches. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I, reckon, I reckon that it's going to continue. They're going to continue doing this on a month by month thing and review and probably put all of the matches on. But I don't think that you've got any chance of seeing um, any any fans in stadiums until next year at the early. I don't. I don't really understand when there's cameras at every game, and I mean every Premiership game, why the Premier League... Well, in the summer, why didn't the Premier League discuss it with the clubs about some kind of package where fans could be, you know, season ticket holders could, could you know, you know, get the games? I, I don't know. that There had to be some kind of solution to this where, you know, everybody could watch the games who maybe who pays to go. I don't know. It's just, you know, it, it, they, had, they had time, didn't they, to sort this out, Kendall? Yeah, exactly. I think it was. I don't know if it was the last show or the show before. No, it was the, the show before the pre-recorded one. We were on about this, and I said I don't even see why they can't do like you know just a couple of pound a month subscription service, even like people who don't have Sky or whatever, just to watch it. I just I, there must be a way to allow people to watch games that can't because it's not fair that we're all in the same position right now. The whole world's in this position, and like it, it we just need to all come together and do something like. Obviously, as we've said, mental health reasons and stuff for people to watch the football. If you miss out on the football and they're in lockdown, what are they going to do? Like, it's just going to cause so much more issues. And for me, it's like, I don't even know if it's going to be feasible to allow, to allow like that minimum amount of fans when we have a 52,000-seat stadium. Is it feasible to let 15,000 in? Um, like, how, is it going to cost, how much is it going to cost them to open the stadium with the new restrictions and getting only 15,000 fans in? Um, how are they going to sort about whilst in the stadium? Are they going to have like a million stewards on every row checking that people is two metres socially distancing? Like, I just don't think right now that it's feasible. And to be honest, I think the main thing, especially if we're only a couple of weeks away from lockdown, which is another, like the second lockdown, which is obviously what experts are saying. Um, I think the main thing, as you all rightly say, is how the games are going to be televised. Cameras have got to be there for match of the day like things for highlight shows for obviously commentators are there when they do sky sports on on an afternoon um so i don't see how it's such an issue to sort out games being televised i'm like obviously i know it's a money thing mainly because people are obviously paying for sky here there and everywhere and it costs to stream the games but as we all say the cameras are there anyway so i don't understand how it's not like a burning issue right now which is how what i think it should be yeah all good points i uh, hope that answers everyone's questions uh samantha let's look at the league cup now um you know i asked the lads yesterday on the show um you know is a cup run important is it something that you you know you crave especially the league cup which i suppose has has lost a lot of momentum over the years i mean it's had that many name changes over the over the years it's it's a cup that a lot of people just tend not to take seriously the the top six the cartel if you like tend to play all the, the reserves and and kids and in, in, in the competition and it's it's lost a lot of lost a lot of crowds as well you know when uh you know when these games are played you know the the, the probably some of the lowest attendances that uh we have at st james's park so is it is a cup run important would you like to see steve bruce go you know go all out to try and win the league cup this year absolutely i mean i don't care what cup it is i don't care who we play and beat i want to win a cup this is what the club needs it suits us that the top six aren't interested in it Fair play, they've got bigger fish, fish to fry. We don't. I mean, every time we go out and play a game, I want to see pride in that shirt. I want to see a squad that can compete. And um, I had lots of arguments whenever people said, well, let's scrap the cup because the fixtures are going to get too congested. And I just thought, well, no, that doesn't suit everyone. That suits a certain you know, part of the league table that are playing in Europe and playing, you know, all these important games. Well, this game's important to our club because we have pride. And we haven't won silverware in, you know, 40 odd years, 50 years. So, I mean, I want to see Steve Bruce put out a, a strong team. We did well in the FA Cup last year. We don't want to talk about the Man City. I don't want to see that again. I want him to put out as strong a team as he can, play on the front foot, and get to the final and win it if we can. We're not going to get many opportunities. Um, so cups are our best opportunity of, you know, getting some life back into the club. So absolutely, I want to see us really try to get to the final in, in any cup competition that we play in. 
I'd love to win one. Sav, same question to you. Is uh, the League Cup something you'd uh, like to see Newcastle have a run in and give it a good go this season? Yeah, I mean, I'm the same as Sam. I'd like to see us win anything, to be fair. I mean, it's just been so long since we've actually won anything. It's just, I'd just love us to see us actually have a go at something. You know, it was nice to see the FA Cup last year. And, this, you know, as Sam said, that last match against Man City, we went in to lose, which was a completely different mentality. You know, well, actually, it's not really. But, you know, it was for that sort of scenario. But... It was. It, it would just be nice to see. And to a degree, we have got to focus on the league. But it would just be nice to see us actually have a go at something, rather than just sit back and just think, "Oh well, you know, if we lose, we lose." That's the sort of mentality I'd like to see us go without to something. No. Yeah. No. No. Me too. I mean, I, I'd just like to see. I, I would like to see Newcastle really give the League Cup a go. I think it's one that we can, you know, we can really do well in. And the draw so far has been kind of us. Katie, League Cup win and uh, a statue of Steve Bruce alongside Sir Bobby Robson outside the ground. Is that something you'd like to see? The statue? Hell no. But, <laughs> yeah. Some would say the Bobby Robson one actually looks like Steve Bruce. <laughs> Oh, they um, yeah, absolutely. I don't care. I, I literally don't. If we're playing football, I want us to win. I'd, it makes no odds. And I, I just would love to see us win a cup and imagine the confidence that it would input into the team because it would just make everybody a lot more confident. We obviously need to keep control of the league, but we should be able to do that. And we need to have a squad to do that. And we need to have a manager who plays the tactics to be able to do that. But absolutely, I am so looking forward to tomorrow because my boss supports Blackburn. Um, so whoever wins tomorrow gets bragging rights. And I'm pretty sure that Blackburn have had two games in pre-season um, sacked off. So I, I literally can't wait. And if, if we're playing a game, I want us to win because I want bragging rights. And I just want the team to be the best in every single bit that they can. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Dave Avery, thanks for becoming a, a member on YouTube. And thanks to everybody who's done that. It's, uh, I see it's a little contribution towards the uh, the channel, which is great. So thank you very much, Dave, uh, for joining that. Just click memberships at the top. And uh, whilst uh, I've got a little halt in the proceedings, just want to point out as well that we do uh, now have all the shows uh, on Spotify and on iTunes. So if you missed the show, uh, click on to iTunes and Spotify. You can listen to them on uh, there for free uh kendall yeah same question you cup run would you like to see one yeah absolutely love to see one i think i hate the age-old excuse that when you get bombed out of a cup by like focusing on the league no like if your focus is to not be relegated then surely you want to have a go at the league cup because if you're going to be relegated or you're going to be battling relegation then a, a cup is the your only chance of silverware do you know what I mean? And we're not going to win the cup. I mean, win the cup. We're not going to win the league anytime soon. Like I don't think. Um, maybe in my dreams. But we're not going to win the league anytime soon. So if we had a good run at the league cup, obviously we've got two decent fixtures on paper. And um, but Newcastle are famously um good at being knocked out by lower league teams. Um, so you know we've got a good chance to do it this time. We've got, as the girl said earlier, we've got a bit of like depth in our squad now so there's not really any reason why we shouldn't be able to have a go at the league cup like i've not seen us win anything apart from the championship since the bloody like intertoto cup in like 2003 or something whenever that was scott parker still played for us so i just i'd, I'd like to see us win at least something i'd try um, the whole Man City saga last year, last season sorry was just you know as sam said way sab sorry when we went in to lose and I just don't think we should do that this time. We should definitely have a go. As I say, we've got a bit more depth now. So there's no reason why we shouldn't. Um, and, you know, it helps us to see which players need to be continue to be shipped out and which ones have come good again. So don't see if there's any reason why not. Yep, good point. Big Rab, uh, he asks the next question. Just thanks to David Morton, though, and Mike Gent, again, taking membership out just for this uh, show. Thank you very much. Big Rab says, Steve, do you think the Longstaff brothers will play much this season? Good question, that. Uh, Samantha, we've made a lot of uh, 
I made a lot of fuss about Matty Longstaff. We talked about him a lot on the on the early episodes of the show. And would he won't he sign his contract? Would he stay? Would he be going off to Udinese? You know, via Watford. Um, but he stayed. Um, do you think we'll see much of the brothers this year? I think I talked about it on a previous show that I think my priority would for Sean to have more game time and the the breakthrough a little bit more. Um, I think Maddie should go out on loan. If we're playing a 4-4-2, you're competing for two slots. Um, Hendrick didn't necessarily want to play on the right when he came in. If it were, you know, it's to be believed, the kind of reports uh, around his, him signing for us. Um, so I think there's a lot of competition in that centre midfield. I'd like to see um, Sean play the number 10 a little bit more advanced. But, I mean, there's just a lot of competition. Maddie might get some cup games, but I honestly think that it would be better for him to go out for a full season, um, either abroad or to one of the strong championship clubs um, to get some game time. Um, and then Sean to really push harder to get into the starting 11. Um, I can't see it working for both. And I don't think Steve Bristol will send Sean out on loan because he's that little bit more established. Um, but I think they both need game time. Um, and I think that's a challenge that Steve Bruce is going to have. They've both got two years on their contract. Um, they, you know, it's make or break for them as well. Uh, so it's, I think it's a delicate balance. But my gut feeling is that Matty signed on with the promise that he would go out on loan and get game time. Okay, uh, Andrew Anderson is uh, wishing himself a happy birthday, so uh, I think we will do that too. And uh, Andrew, you, you actually share your birthday with a Newcastle legend. Well, maybe he's maybe not legend. George Riley, Rambo, uh, probably one of the first first centre forwards I watched. And um, yeah, he got the nickname Rambo because he got a, a severe injury to his head and then came back on, as you would imagine, with a bandage around his head covered in blood. You couldn't do that now. But yeah, George Rambo Riley, it's his birthday as well. But I hope you have a good one, Andrew. Um, Sav, yeah, your your take on, on uh, that. Uh, yeah, I mean, happy birthday, Andrew. For a sec. Um, <laughs> it was uh, with... Matty Longstaff, I think that, you know, towards the end of last season, he wasn't played an awful lot. And I think that I do think towards the end of last season, there was probably a little bit of bitterness there, hence why he wouldn't re-sign straight away. And there was a bit of negotiating going on. So I sort of do agree with Sam that maybe put him out on loan so he can get some game time. I can't see him getting the game time with the current squad that we've got at the moment. Um you know, like I agree with Sam, if he cup time, but then that's not enough really, is it? So I think that maybe, you know, out on loan, Sean Longstaff's got more chance of making the actual squad. Um, but yeah, but I just can't see, I just hope he goes out on loan and actually gets some time on the pitch. I think that's what he needs. Okay, Katie? Um, I, I, you know, I completely forgot about him. I know that we spent ages talking about him. I completely forgot about him um, and I think they would get more games but the last bits of them, the, the, the drips and drabs of the games. Um, Sean, I think we will probably see more often um, but um, I don't want it to be a case of the fact that they're going to throw them at the cup and try them down that route. Um, they need to mix them up, but then again, it makes me nervous because if we go down, if we go down a normal route and end up with people injured, would we want to have them um, available for us? Um, I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I was shocked and, and baffled by the the lineup for Saturday, so I, I haven't got a clue what's going to come and most of the lineup coming up anymore now. Um, I think that if he doesn't, if if Matty doesn't get any game time this season I think it's going to be all held loose again um, but I just don't know, I've got no idea what's going to happen with them, I'll probably forget about him after I've finished this as well <laughs> Would you take 30 million if Man United came back in for him like Spudgy's asking? Yeah You just would? So we, yeah, I would now to be fair I don't know why I don't know why. I think it's because obviously we've got some new signings now I'm like, let's go shopping 
Um, because we've had a chance to go shopping so now I'm like how can we get more money so we can buy more players how can we get all of this and I'm just there thinking uh, I really really want you to stay but now I'm not that fussed really so I kind of just want to go buy a load but me probably saying this now they'll probably come on um, tomorrow and absolutely nail it and then I'll be like mud on my face so I don't know I would take 30 mil though but to me I'd like to take the 30 mil Oh, there's the dogs, Sav. Just let the, <laughs> just let the, just let the dogs out. They've done well. Usually they make an appearance at the start, but uh, you know, towards the end of the show, they're there now. Kendall, uh, your take on the Longstaff situation? Yeah, um, the way the formation's being set up now, obviously league-wise, have we seen the West Ham game? I don't see Sean or Matty getting in the squad anytime soon um, as, you know, starting... Um, obviously, we've signed Hendrick and Fraser, who are midfielders. Um, Hendrick smashed it. I'd like to see Fraser start tomorrow to see how he is. Um, if that is the case, then, as I say, I don't think Matt is anywhere near the squad because, rightly, as everyone else has said, Sean is more established and I think he probably will be the preferred brother um, under Steve Bruce. Um, for me, though, personally, I find Matty has more potential than Sean. I don't know whether that's because Sean obviously came back from injury and was half the player that he was um, before his injury, which was a massive cry and shame. Um, I would love to see him come back in form again because when he when he shot on the scene for us, he was he looked really, really good. People were comparing it to Michael Carrick. Um, so, you know, I think Matty going out on loan is probably a good idea if he's going to get game time. You know, establish himself a bit more, even if it's to the Championship. Establish himself a bit more, get game time, learn from around him. He's only what is he only 20? Um, so you know, he can learn a lot from the players around him and bring it back, and hopefully, then he can start again. Um, we're going to be in the same position in 18 months' time about renewing contract. So, right now would be the perfect time for him to go out and get more experience and come back and hopefully, you know, maybe be a starter for us when Shelby's a little bit older and whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't see them either of them anywhere near the starting eleven anytime soon, as long as injuries um, prevail. So, be interesting to see if they start in the cup tomorrow. But yeah, I think it will be a good idea for Matty to go out on loan. Yeah, competition for places is a good thing, as we've not had depth for years, says Stephen Parker. Uh, Andrew Anderson says, "Cheers. Uh, I would have been a half decent striker if I was a football player. I blame my parents; didn't take me to football classes, but I always scored hat tricks." Um, at trials for college. Well done, Andrew. I think you're on the birthday of drinks by the sounds of it, mate. Uh, <laughs> big, big, big thanks to Tom Lynch uh, again for coming a member. Tom, uh, great, great stuff. David Morton just says, great show, Steve and the lasses, which is very nice of you. Um, and Spudsy says, we'll have new buyers tomorrow. Anyhow, they could have found life on Venus. Colin Wilson says, getting back to Kendall, I would cash in a few fringe players to try and get Ross Barkley, and that would be massive. Yeah, Ross Barkley's been a good shout by you, Kendall. I don't think anyone's criticised you for that um unlike katie and troy dini <laughs> yeah but whatever you see katie everyone's come round the troy dini thing eventually you see so you can always claim that you were the person who uh who instigated that um, yeah i tried that but i know that nathan would like no it was me yeah and i know defend him because he's become a member <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, Samantha, let's look ahead to tomorrow night's game. And Steve Bruce has already said that he's going to make make changes. We know that Kieran Clark is going to play. We also know that uh, we're going to see our first glimpses of uh, Ryan Fraser. Um, for, for me, I just want to know what you know what what you think the side might be. Who, who else might be playing? And uh, your prediction. I think it's going to be interesting. I don't know if he's going to play 4-4-2. I would be surprised if he would start Wilson and Carl again. Certainly not Carl. Um, you know, we're going to have a couple of half-fit players. I would like to think that we're going to win, but I think Blackburn are going to make it tough. Um, it might be a 2-1 win. I think, you know, Clark will get a run out. I think Jamal Lewis will have to start at left, left back unless he starts Richie there. Um, I think, you know, Gillespie's going to get a game in, in goal. Kraft's going to play right back. Um, centre back, I assume with Clark, it's going to have to be Lascelles or Fernandez because we don't have anyone else fit. Um, I would expect to see Sean 
and I don't know, maybe he'll move Hendrix into the middle so that Fraser can play on the right. I, I'm just not sure. I'm more worried about up top. I don't know if he's going to play wingers and one up front or he's going to try and play maybe Jolinton up top with maybe Almiron behind him in the number 10. Um, I'd be really annoyed if Jolinton started up top, but I don't think we have um, another choice. We wouldn't want to risk any of our better players. Um, so I think we'll win. I just, I'm not sure it'll be as fluid as it was on Saturday in parts, um, but I'm really, I'm, I'm happy to get uh, Clark back because I quite like Kieran. Um, and I'm really excited to see Ryan Frazier and he needs to get games. I'm actually more surprised that he didn't turn out for the under 23s on Saturday than sit on the bench for the first team with no, um, you know, he was never going to get played. I think he could have got a run out on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think we'll nick it. Um, and I'm quite excited to see Adam Armstrong as well because, you know, he's come on leaps and bounds. I think he's found his club with Blackburn. Um, I'm not sure I see him leaving there anytime soon. So I think it'll be a good match. And like Katie said, her boss, um, one of my best friends is a Blackburn fan and he's been over to watch Newcastle with me. So um, there'll be a little bit of rivalry there. Good stuff. Sav, your take on tomorrow night's game, please. Yeah, see, I had the same score prediction as Sam. I thought 2-1. But then I feel like because we've only just started scoring goals, is that me being ambitious? Especially if we start Jolinton up front. Um, I, and I do think that might happen. Um, I think it very much depends on how we line up tomorrow. I think it's going to be very different from what we saw on Saturday, um, which I find slightly concerning. But then, as you say, like, as Katie said, if they play the long staff, they can come out and smash it and we'll all be proved wrong on that. And, you know, I think it's just very dependent on what... I, I know Katie's excited about seeing Ryan Fraser out tomorrow so um <laughs> yeah I th I'll, I'll be excited to see him play actually not for the same reasons as Katie but it will be quite interesting just to see how he plays <laughs> yes more football more football reasons Sam I understand yeah, yeah. <laughs> Katie over to, over to you on Ryan Fraser watch oh you know what it started off as football and then I watched a video of him and he was going on about how um, obviously he hadn't been playing. So he was working on his physical, but he was also working on, on his mental um, mentality. And I thought, God, this work ethic, I like this work ethic. This is grand. And then when I saw him sing, oh, my God, my heart just melted. He can't sing at all. He looks petrified with his teaspoon. And he's absolutely <laughs> tiny. I see thinking, that's it now. I, that's it now. I'm not interested in Wilson. I, but I, I generally can't wait to see him play. I really want to see because he has he has shown so much um, want to be able to play for us since he's come. Yeah, obviously he waited for his mates. I do the same things to be fair. Um, but I'm so excited to see. It. Look at him. Just look at him. He's so little, <laughs> and I'm little as well because I'm only four foot eleven. Um, but by the way, that's not the actual size of him. That's just a photo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Obviously, it's the size of Isla Ballard, isn't it? I don't think everyone's like one foot. Um, <laughs> when it comes to the lineup, I haven't got a clue. I, I don't know what to expect. Part of me is thinking, is he going to go for Joe Linton up front? Or is that just going to be stupid? I would actually, I, I know someone's just put it then, but I'd really like to see Gillespie. I'd really like to see Gillespie um, and see what Gillespie's like. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to spend the whole time waiting if he's not starting and just watching Ryan Fraser. Okay. <laughs> I hope he doesn't Kendall. embarrass us now, though. If he embarrasses no, I don't, us, I'm so pissed off. I don't think he will. And Samantha was saying he, he could have played in the in the 23s, but I did hear him saying in one interview that um, even if he didn't get picked, he would be asking Steve Bruce to to travel to to go and watch exactly. his teammates play. So I mean, he, 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 to be fair, to, to be fair, him and Wilson both came across really well, and and it's not it's you know normally they just come out with all the usual superlatives and you know it'll be great to play in front of the fans, blah 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 blah. Obviously they can't say that. But um, but you know what I mean. There wasn't the usual like run of the mill quotes that they both came across as pretty genuine people. So um, it was it was nice to see Kendall. Uh, your your prediction for tomorrow, please. Yeah, I think Gillespie will start in goal. 
Um, I know he's obviously favours dialogue for the cup usually, but obviously we don't have to Bravka now, so I think it'll be Gillespie tomorrow. Craft at right back, uh, Lascelles, Clark, Lewis, unless, as Sam says, we start Richie there, which could be a possibility. Um, obviously, I think they'll probably stick a long staff in the middle. Um, that sounded so weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> long staff in the middle. <laughs> um, and alongside, I'll probably want to say Hayden, because obviously, if it's Sean, he is known for kicking long balls forward like Shelby. So I think it'll probably be alongside Hayden, uh, Fraser on the right. I think they'll rest Maxi. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what formation they'll play, and I think they'll rest Wilson as well. So I think it'll be Joel Linton up top. Unfortunately for everyone's sins, it'll be Joel Linton by himself up top. Um, and I think Almiron will start as well. So as I say, depending on what formation he chooses, I'm not entirely sure where everyone's going to play because I don't think that maybe it's Fraser and Almiron will play on at the same time. Um, so we'll just see. But yeah, I think it's unfortunately going to be a different watch tomorrow than it was on Saturday. Um, but we've just got to stay positive. Well, make sure you follow us tomorrow night, me and uh, whoever decides to join us. I'm not sure who. That's the beauty of it. We'll just send the link out and whoever can join us can. But uh, we will be doing it live tomorrow night, which uh, was a good laugh on Saturday. So um, join us from uh, six o'clock tomorrow. I'll be on with Liam Kennedy and then uh, we'll be following it straight through for, for the game seven until uh, till the end. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's been a great show as always, girls. Uh, you know, Always good to hear your views and um, great to see you all and look forward to getting you all on again next Monday when hopefully we've progressed to the next round of the Cup and got another win in the league. Fingers crossed. All right. Good to see you. Take care. Speak to you soon, girls. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.